Welcome to the Gem Revealed podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? Hello, Gem Revealed listeners. Another week of our Gem Revealed weekly podcast, Self Mastery to Soulmate. And it is so exciting because every week I go out in the world and go find these gems of people who can really add into uh, adding value into your life and into your relationship. So today I have with me a newer friend. Her name is Nancy Walters. Hey, Nancy. How are you? Hi, how are you? It's good to see you. It's great for you to be here. I'm going to brag on you for a moment, if I may. Sure. So uh, how do I know Nancy? So I am just out in the world making sure that I'm networking with many incredible women, really more intellectual women on their best self journey. And I found Nancy through, um, through a friend and we just clicked. And as I heard her wisdom, her intellect, her passion, her journey, once again, it was like, this is somebody who needs to add into our gem revealed repertoire of phenomenal people. And, you know, she has shared her wisdom with us in club room. She has shared her wisdom with one-on-one conversations. And there was so much goodness there and so much value. And I think what really, really hit me, Nancy, was your genuine, um, authentic self, especially some of the conversations we had. I think so many women have the facade on and the mask, and you were just raw and real. So I am so excited to talk to you. And really, let's take the mask off. And let's sit and talk about real life stuff. So I just want to thank you for taking the time to be here and intro you you again, Nancy Walters. Thank you. It's so good to be here. And yes, I love that you said so raw and unfiltered because uh, come to a place through the whole journey is coming to the self and being like unapologetically myself you know, so I can be unfiltered. Sometimes it's just me, you know, you get to know who you are. And it's it's just me. This is all me all like, you know, flaws and all the good thing and all the little flaws. It's just, it's who I am. Well, you, you are absolutely beautiful. And as I look through all of your social media, you are fabulous. You're feminine. You have so much to offer and yet, and it's so raw and real. So I would say, as we're talking about, if I narrow it down to what is it really is our best self journey? How do we go through these bumps, get the bruises, fall down, get back up and still look um, and, and still feel great about ourselves. So what do you have to share with us? What has that journey been like for you? there's been a lot of bruises and a lot of bumps. So it it's, it, it's not a pretty process, but it's some, it's a necessary process. Yes. So, you know, I find that heartbreak leads to like heartbreak or your greatest pain or your greatest uh, lesson is what you have to share with the world. Like, so my process has been 
the most recent one that was really transformative was a really hard breakup for me. So I had recognized that I was attracting a lot of men that were, you know, they're here really quick and then gone the next minute, you know, emotionally unavailable men. And, you know, I didn't know myself. I'd be like a guppy. I go along with someone that showed me attention and, oh, and it's like, okay, I'm your girlfriend after two weeks. And, <laughs> and, uh, instead of listening to the inner signals and uh, the red flags, and there are so many of them, just let's go slower. Let's take care of, you know, yourself and, and, uh, you know, kind of just going along with it. And then, you know, as soon as I was in, they were gone. So the last one, it really threw me. I'm like, you know what, Nancy, there's a pattern here. There's something that's happening. You know, you're a little, uh, your little uh, antenna is off and it needs to be fixed. So let's examine what's going on with yourself, with myself. What am I doing to attract all this? And it was a very self-introspective process where I, I've always been one that's never like jumped onto the new thing. I always have a lot of time in between relationships, in between something else, but really, really, I really examined it. So I literally spent a month. I mean, it, it is a year process, but really the first month it was like, you know, reading every book that I could and just really, you know, feeling the pain. And, you know, you know, we've all felt that kind of heartbreak before where your world just, it feels black. You're thinking about the person like 50 times a day and your heart is, how can I go on without this person? You know, so, but you have to sit with it. You can't distract that. Um, you know, going through where I cry every single day, I'd be like, oh, I'm fine. And then, you know, a song would come on, I'd find myself balled up in a corner crying and sobbing a month straight of crying every single day. And I allowed it. It was painful, but I allowed it. So, so it's, let me, let me jump in right there one minute before we even move out of that place. I almost want to go backwards and go slow. And I do this all the time. Listeners <laughs> must be like, there sure. she goes, but I want to dial it back. Cause the first thing that you said, and maybe I want to just get your thoughts on it is that you seem to be constantly attracting the same type and there was a pattern involved in it. So mm -hmm. can you talk to the why behind that? Um, or was that something that came out in this reflection process? It's something that I looked at. I had to really look at hard at this last one, but it was just something that was happening over several years. Years, It's like, what is going on with these people that are in and they're emotionally out? But no, it's just, I, I really knew it was something within myself, the personal responsibility. A lot of us put, um, they did this to me or they did that. We're all participants in it. So how did I participate in this? And I clearly saw through the, the last couple relationships I were in was in that this was happening. So how was I becoming, how was I unavailable to myself? How was I not showing up for myself? And how was that attracting the like, you know, cause we like attracts like I'm attracted that what I put out. So you know, I, I knew that from all the readings and spiritual work that I had done before, but now it was time to really, really sit with it. So, so, so yeah, I mean, that's in the answer to the questions. It wasn't just with this self-reflecting, but I could clearly see it. And the last one was just so painful that I'm like, I can't have this happen again. <laughs> so that step one, if what you just said, that step one, everybody needs to know is just like, accept accept that you're in that painful state Yes. and then do some reflecting in it. Don't jump. Don't try to move forward. Just accept where you're at and then 
do some of that reflection and you were reading some books maybe to get some knowledge and to make things some something surface yes yeah, so uh, yeah i dove into a lot of books but really that's a big thing janine that you're saying is you have to sit with it we do so much to deflect into a void and to not feel and i've always found the only way through past it is through the fire not around the fire but through the fire so many people get distracted with other bodies or other men or you go out and drink and you go out and party and you go out and dance and you find things to cover that wound or that that pain and a lot of times whatever in the moment is causing us the pain there's all these deeper issues there's all this deeper trauma that that one you know maybe that breakup or you know that argument with the you know, parent or something is going to trigger something that actually happened way down the way down the uh, pipeline from before that is deeply wounded in you that needs to come up and heal. Either it's the inner child or something that happened. It's called samsara, where you're not able to process that pain or that wound before. So it stays in you and, and it will come up at a later date unless you really look at it and examine and allow those emotions to move through. So I'm really a big proponent on, yeah, it's the pain. It's going to come in different waves, but you have to allow it to feel it because you can't deny it because if you're feeling it, it is, you're feeling that emotion. It just is. So so again, I want to jump in because again, now you're saying some bigger stuff. So we know that all of us have some of these triggers. Like we mm -hmm. all do. The healthiest of us have these triggers, right? So what I hear you saying though, there are some past pains and I and here I want to just delineate. And some of them you may need a qualified coach. Sometimes you need it you might need a therapist to heal in order for you to really have that breakthrough. So let's say that sometimes we really need to go that route through therapy or coaching to really really heal that past however where with what you're saying and maybe it's a combination of both and i'll let you get to it but what you're saying is that for you you were doing some really good reflecting and in, in, in really an effort for you to really heal yourself to really get more clarity understand what these patterns were and to kind of you know smooth them over but at this point it wasn't like going to therapy or anything like that just so the listeners know okay, yes. what, what she do then yes the initial part is just your own work i mean it's absolutely good i did go to a therapist and talk to her for for a while and but it's just really deep reflecting and, you know there were books of course i dove into books one of them i did calling in the one I don't know if you know of that one. It's by Catherine Woodward Thomas. It's about seven weeks to attracting the love of your life. Because when I first broke up, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this for a month. And then I'm going to have a new, the right person by March. <laughs> so that was a little still part of that dependent phase, the codependent phase. So, um, but the work of that book, and I recommend that for anyone to do because it's such, it's about finding that love within yourself because it all stems with self-love. So you're examining through, it takes you through seven weeks of all this examining of your life about your old wounds, about your old traumas, and just, like I said, like attracts like. So that was a really good workbook to do. Say Another the name of the book one more time. It's called Calling in the One. It's by Catherine Woodward Thomas. And, and, uh, and it really helps you really 
have so much love for yourself. So that's where it is. Self-love and healing. That's what it is. Not about just, it's not one of these go-to books. And I don't recommend that to anybody is how to attract a man. What are the seven secrets to finding, you know, those ones that kind of bait you to not be authentic or real to yourself. You have to, you can only go to the table with who you are instead of pretending to be somebody else because the mask will eventually fall off. So just be you know, the, the truest form of yourself. So, um, but that one was good because you're really examining your own self. I love what you're saying. And just to drive that home even more, and then we'll get to the next, the next couple of books. Um, what I heard you say, and it was so clear. It's not the book that's like, you know, cross your legs a certain way and you will yes. attract him or we'll show you how to flirt and yes. he will drive you wild. So this is more about what it looks like self-love, which is not equivalent to arrogance or, you know, it's all about me. This is about having self-value and worth. Mm-hmm. Got it. Value and boundaries were a huge thing for me to learn during this process because I saw how I was showing up in my last relationship and how I was not showing up for myself. That's what it is. Because when you first break up, it's like, the obsessive thoughts, like, what did I do different? Like, you know, it was this instant and all, all the ways that I didn't, I wasn't there for myself. And, and it was unpacking un, um, and unwinding and, you know, really working through all, all that stuff. And then the attachment patterns, another great one was attached and it's um, the new science of adult attachment and how you, it can help you find love because we all have these certain attachment patterns and it's not even just in this lifetime, it's something we might have wired in our DNA. So there's like anxious attachment, there's avoidant, and then there's the one that can be either or. So it's, it's, it was interesting to find out that, so like the anxious attachment, you know, they couldn't survive back in the caveman days, you know, because they, they needed somebody because they, a saber tooth tiger might get them. So they, they need their partner. They need them for survival. Another one is going to avoid be the avoidant because, hey, their partner can be eaten by the saber tooth tiger. So they learn to be independent and self-sufficient, you know, without somebody. So they don't get too attached because that person could be eaten any day. And then there's the one that can survive for, for both. And what happens is a lot of the attachments and the avoidance, because the, um, the ones that are, I forgot what the middle one was, they, they're already married and they're in good relationships. Well, the attachments and the avoidance are the ones that are left and they are, they attract to each other because I don't, there's, it, it was super interesting and it's a really great book to get as well. Excellent. So I, I might put that on my, my list of books to read as well. So good ones to really figure out. What else was on your best self journey to really get you to this place where you really feel so good about yourself in a relationship or independent of? I think the biggest thing is time. It's, it's getting, oh gosh, there was something else. I think it took a solid year because the wounds that were there, I think went way back into a lifetime and maybe even the past past lifetime. So it was time and self-compassion is so important and not having a time limit like, oh, I should be over this by now or, oh, it should be this way. Get rid of the shoulds and be in the moment and be present and be compassionate with yourself because, you know, you're, there's going to be undulations like, oh, okay, you know, you're going to cry and then you're going to be mad and then, and then oh, I'm through this, I'm past this. And boom, a month later, you could go right back through that whole 
process. So allowing that undulation of, you know, all those different stages to come and go. And in the, in you really have to be really compassionate about it. Yes, I had to be really compassionate about it. And time is so important, time so allowing it. Two questions then. So you said all these stages. So I would ask, are there names to these stages or are there, you know, how, how would you identify the stages? And then how do you know when you're um, maybe on a healing road that you really feel healed? So what, tell me a little bit about those two. I think one of the stages, of course, is shock. When it happens, you're in shock and denial. And then there's the obsessiveness and obsessive thoughts. And so I think that's the beginning of shock. And then you get into the grief stage. So you're grieving the loss because this big part of yourself, your future, your future is gone that you thought with this person. And then, um, you know, if you got this big void and so it's the grief and it's allowing those tears to come, it's allowing that heartbreak to come and move through you. And, and then of course there's the anger and, you know, there's the anger and then you get through the anger and then you're like, oh, okay, I, I can, you know, I, 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 I'm good. And then you go right back through it again. And then at some point you would have to then take the stand where you go through that deep reflection and then ownership, mm -hmm. right? I would, yes. I would assume that reflection. And then, you know, as you said in the beginning, not passing that blame, but really take a look in, in, in the mirror and say, what am I doing that's causing this? And what do I need to do to, you know, get myself on the right trajectory? Yeah. Not denying it. And there is, a, it's funny because there is a time, like I would hear something on the radio and it'd be so sad. And maybe what was one of them? Sarah Evans. How do I, what Sarah Evans had a song that I used to listen to all the time. I, I forgot what it is. I can't think of it at this moment. So where I would cry through the entire song and then you just cry for a portion of it. And then there comes a moment where you hear the song and it's like, Oh, and you feel that emotion and you start to cry and like literally right in the middle, like within 15 seconds, it's gone. It's like, oh, okay, like here it is. And then it's done. So it's just amazing how, how it is. It's like, you know, you might cry for a half an hour straight and then, and then it's just a short, you feel it. It's a feeling in the gut or in the throat. And when you're feeling that you have to let it move through your body or it's to get stuck in your body. So you just let that emote, you let it out and then it's gone. It doesn't have a hold of you anymore. So after the, that whole year went by, there was some, as you said, the grief kicks in, you know, the anger kicks in, which is healthy, right? As long as we manage that anger in, in the right way, um, maybe actually be able to, you know, get upset with the relationship itself instead of passing the anger towards someone or yourself, but then um, ownership your reflection and then that ownership. So is that really the whole process that took you the year or was there more to it? That was a lot of the year. I also did, um, oh my God, I was a thirster of knowledge. Like it's, it's initially, it's like everything you can drink up to really look at the relationship, like the, these books attach, understanding yourself and understanding what happened. And I also did transformational coaching with Coot Blackson, who's amazing. He has a podcast, Soul Talk, and uh, he did the, has the man breakthrough experience. So I went through a three uh, weekend intensive with that. It's a man breakthrough expense experience, but it's more about like the divine feminine, like waking up that 
within yourself and returning home to yourself. So the divine feminine was a big um, proponent within that year and subsequently years after, because it's a returning to that beautiful, graceless, ageless part of yourself that is, you know, flow and she's graceful and, and she can attract her, not just man, but her, he calls it the, the God man, you know, some, a man based on, you know, spiritual principles. And that is, you know, trustworthy and, and there's seven stages of, uh, the, of, of a man that he, he talks about. So I did transformational coaching with him. It was like one-on-one with him and boy, <laughs> It was good. Like that really helped me break that. He really helped me break that really like the first couple of months where your heart is like broken in half and in more of the codependent part of myself, it it really helped with that. So what would you say if you were to, you know, define or describe here you are, you know, you've passed this, you've done all this coaching, you've read all these books. I know, you know, that you also really mentor other women. So what would you just say, you know, what is the difference between Nancy of then in the past to today's Nancy, who is in her feminine and has this really strong, healthy mindset? What's the difference? It's, I recognize it early on in dating and in myself. What do you, what do you recognize early on? So that's it's really the warning specific. signs, the red flags. I, I see them. I listen to them. I know who I am and I know what I want in a partner. So when I'm feeling unease in my body or feeling uncomfortable, that's usually a, a really big warning stage sign or what the non-negotiables are. I know what I want in my life. Um, and the warning is, is I don't let it, I, I listen to those warning signs. I don't let it get away from me. I don't compromise what I need for myself, like the fundamental basics values for myself. I won't compromise that just to have a man in my life. I don't need a man. That's what it is. I don't need a man. I, I desire a man. I want right. a man. I want someone that comes to me whole and I don't, expect anyone else to complete me or to fill, you have to fill your own cup first. I learned that I have to fill my own cup with hobbies, with passions, with purpose, with, um, you know, I started traveling on my own and, and I'm so super self-reliant. So I don't need somebody else to take care of me or to, to, you know, fulfill me. So I fulfill my own self. So I, in a partner, I need someone that's there himself that can meet me at my level. If you, if I were to say somebody could um, really define or outline the gem reveal toolbox, it's really everything you just said right there. If we just took a snapshot and if everybody is listening, any, especially female, but our female sisterhood out there, if you listen to what Nancy just said, apart from the relationship, if I could summarize this and really just put it into my own words and in a bumper sticker, 
really make sure that your life is, has a fulfilled, you're fulfilled first, yet you're identifying your core values. You identify what your purpose is, what brings you joy, what are these things that makes your life so incredibly abundant Then, when you meet somebody, there you have those intentional conversations that really understand if there's full alignment and that you're not going to compromise your own self. Mm-hmm. And then if that were to happen, that gentleman is going to see this woman as confident, feminine, and she's adding value into the relationship. Am I, is that, is that a correct, you know, subtitles? It's, it's absolutely correct. And the thing is though, when you get to this, this level where you understand yourself, you have your own passions, your own desires. I find that the dating pool is a little smaller because you're not willing to compromise you know, it, let me tell you, there's been a lot of loneliness. There's been, well, you, there's a little loneliness and alone, but I love, I love my alone time. And there are times during this journey, you're going to feel really alone and feel like, oh, there's nobody out there, but what is the alternative? Because are you going to compromise yourself and your values just to have someone there? Because ultimately could be in a two-year relationship, six-month relationship, and you're just, you're compromising yourself because you don't want to be alone. And ultimately, if you want that God, man, that Coot talks about, if you want that warrior, somebody that's going to align with your basic fundamental core values, where you're going to feel cherished and supported and lifted up, you, I, the dating pool for me has been a lot smaller and you have to be okay with being alone while, while waiting or waiting or opening yourself up to that really higher love. Like that's what I'm holding out for. And it's not an easy process. I mean, today I was feeling like the relationship blues, but what is the alternative? It's just, there's no alternative, but you can fill that. You can fill your cup. You only fill your cup up with yourself, but you can fill it with somebody else. But, you know, ultimately it's not for your highest. It's not for, you know, if you want that divine partnership, you have to be willing to, you know, wait wait. And I love what you said, you know, it's a compromise, anything else of, and it's not that you're lonely, you know, it's, it's really the wait time, but if you're working on your inner self, right. And this is what I hear you saying. And that's what I really want the listener to understand is that in that wait time, if you're constantly refining yourself in your growth mindset, having the hobbies, finding your own self-interest and really sisterhood, your own friendships and diving into them, and not focusing on lack of really, you know, that's going to come. That relationship is, is going to come. And I hope it doesn't sound like, you know, what I think we're both saying is what it isn't is where you put a stake in the ground and that's it. And, you know, there is no flexibility here. It's more just knowing yourself and having beautiful conversations when you do meet that person, that potential uh, partner is that you're, you're wise enough to have the boundaries and have intentional conversations to see if there is a match versus versus the physical attraction where you just get linked right in and you go at a hundred miles per hour and find yourself down the road going, what just happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what just happened here? Yeah. And you, you learn to recognize that. I mean, I had recently, it's very rare that I haven't met somebody I really felt something for in a long time, but there was somebody right away, there was that attraction. And it was like such a fun, great date. And then I recognized like the next day, the chemical response in my body, like where it's like, you know, anxious and, and like, can't wait to see him like so excited. But I recognize that it was the chemical 
chemical response in my own body. Because when you do have that oxytocin going, or you, you know, that, uh, not adrenaline, but the, what is that E1? (laughs) I can't think of it right now. But when you have all those chemicals raging through your body, you're not thinking properly. So I knew that was happening to me because I remember taking a shower, I was getting all like anxious and like thinking about all this stuff. And like, Nancy, your body, you've got all these chemicals in your body and you're not thinking straight. So by the next day, you know, where I might've been taken away with that, I recognized that the next day and I was able to, you know, put the salve on that. And then um, he didn't end up being the right one. Like he, another one that just took off again, but I'm like, oh, Nancy, you at least were able to feel something that's just showing that you can feel he's not the right one, but you were able to open up and feel for him. So another super important point you are making such Mm -hmm. great points i mean physical attraction is important right i mean nobody would deny that it just can't be on the basis of the relationship and Mm -hmm. taking the time to really unpack the things that are really the most valuable the core values and our, our purposes aligned and having the fun journey of staying within maybe not friendship, but intentional dialogue Mm -hmm. to understand how this relationship can flourish and not letting the blinders of, my gosh, he's so good looking, letting that be, you know, the fuel to it all. Uh, But it is important. (laughs) It is important. It's attractive, but it's funny. It's how it's like, right away, as soon as I saw him, I was attracted to him. But then, you know, it was a great date. He had so many things. We had so many things in common and it just, it didn't end up being it. And that's okay though. See another point about that. I forgot what it was. I forgot what it was. Well, but while you're saying that, and now moments for you to think, it's also okay if you're meeting somebody who happens to be really good looking too, and you keep walking that journey and you recognize after a while that, okay, it's not a good fit. What's mm-hmm. to say that that's wrong? You know, if we are so um, good in our own skin, and recognizing that you're building your own beautiful life journey and you're focusing on your growth mindset and all these beautiful things that you want, you want to meet people, right? And the dating process is like the playground to do that. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking the right steps with the right boundaries, not, not everyone's going to be a fit. So if you have that yeah. journey and, you know, a couple weeks in, two, three months in, it's not the right person. It's not the right person. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. And recognizing this is the thing that I was trying to think about with this last person is a lot of times when you're attracted to someone right away, there's a wound inside wounds attract wounds. So sometimes you're identifying a wound in the other person and you're going back to that. There's a, there's an unconscious attachment there. That's not healthy. So sometimes like my Coop Blackson always said, like, when you see somebody, you're like, oh, like he's not right for you, but you're like, oh, zombie <laughs> words. I'm like, oh, like, don't do it. He's always like, no, that's when you need a good girlfriend and go smash. Yeah, no. Yeah. So you got to examine that too. And that's what I did with the last one too. Like, okay, well, what is that? I was attracted to him right away. And, you know, maybe it was a wound, but whatever it was, it was fun in the end to at least had a fun date. I wish there were more of those, but I was really more conscious the last one because he was the first person I actually had some kind of attraction to in years. And it's also the ones that maybe you don't have that physical attraction right away, but you had this great conversation. So letting other people where you're not, not zombie land, like that instant attraction, but then you're, you spend time with them. He's got these great values or how he treats his kids or something. There's something else that attracts you to them. So it's learning to, 
to do that? I would say on that, what I've come to recognize is, again, I'll still put that banner up, that physical attraction is really important, but how much more that that physical attraction can really blossom when you take the time and get to know that person. So there might not be this, you know, automatic, like you're starstruck and you, you know, go into a zombie land, which is always great, you know, but if there is, you know, an, a nice moment where you can recognize that there's some sort of connection, take the time, do the due diligence to go through those, those nice dinners and phone calls and text messages to see if those core values align, because it really can blossom that physical attraction and that Mm -hmm. connection. So Mm -hmm. such good stuff. stuff. So, so as we, you know, come into landing the plane, we recognize that there's a, there's a process when we really do have to recognize that in, when we go through those breakups, you got to take the time. Don't rush that period. Get to know it, understand mm-hmm. you reflected, you took ownership, you learned, you went through coaching, you did some therapy, you put Nancy back in place. And then now in the dating game, again, it's having the boundaries, staying focused, recognizing that you could be susceptible. If you have that unhealthy attachment, you have to come back, reflect, figure it out. And and do you feel like we're making it sound too hard or is it nothing more than really focusing on what you you should do, which is identifying your own values and Mm -hmm. purposes and fulfillment? What are your thoughts on that before we conclude? Well, I'm hearing it's, it's not about hard. It's a must hard and must. Yeah, it's painful. So, but it's a must process to be able to get through it and return to yourself, or you're going to just keep repeating the same old patterns in somebody else. Like it doesn't go away by itself. If we look at statistics, this is a gem reveal, you know, cornerstone here. One out of every two marriages today are failing. They will end up in divorce court brutal, you know, brutal for the community, for our children, for your finances, for your self-esteem, and you take that baggage and move it on to the next relationship. So what you're saying is so true. So it might take some time to get through this little painful journeys and come out with this, you know, new reflective thought and um, best self journey. So mm-hmm. really is like, I love that way that you're saying, yeah, okay, it might be hard, but it's a must. Mm-hmm. I always think of a, just a flower blossoming because that's what you're, you are at the end. You're just, just, you, it doesn't take someone or something to make you happy. You're finding it within yourself. And that is yeah. a great place to land. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. There. I love it. You landed the plane right we there. We just oh. landed the plane. So with that, um, if people wanted to get in touch with you, um, why would they get in touch with you? Um, you know, how could they visit you, interact with you, talk with you, just to hear more of your journey or more of like, you know, what are some action steps that you've taken to really land yourself in such a great place right now? Well, you can get in touch with me because I've been through it, girl. I've been through <laughs> it all. <laughs> so one of the best ways to help you over something is to talk to someone that's been through it and come through the other side and not cookie coat it and just not, you know, it's not all airy fairy dust and just be able to relate to someone who's been through it and take you through the steps uh, gently and, you know, brutally in some points to just take you through it. I've been through it. I can help you through it. I can help you through all those steps and be able to, you know, return to a beautiful sense of yourself. 
divine, feminine, gorgeous woman. We all are that. So I have a group called Radiantly Divine on Facebook. And then um, I have a website, Radiantly Divine, but you can also, it's also under the Awaken Heart Collective. And I have a podcast that I've been doing and lot of amazing women like yourself and like Janine and some men talking about like when you awaken your heart, you can turn the ordinary into the extraordinary because when we follow the signals and the wisdom of our heart, that's going to never lead us astray. And things that we had always wanted to do or uh, never thought we could do, we're doing them. Um, I have a lot of different, um, you know, different topics and some people that have gone through like relationship trauma or, you know, bringing awareness to things that are happening in the world, like a lot of human trafficking, there's narcissist, someone that survived narcissistic abuse for 20 years. A lot of people that are in it feel like they're, they're in it and they're alone. It's just knowing that you're not alone. So um, that's a lot of fun. You can come on there and I'd love to have Janine on there sometime. And oh, a lot of these inspiring conversations. So you can go there, but feel free to reach out to me too. Nancy.walters uh, at gmail.com. I got a couple different emails, but I'm sure Janina will leave them in the show notes, but yeah, let's have a girl chat, you know? I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. And I have to say, I know you are a busy lady. We played a lot of phone tags yes, to yes. try to get this on the calendar. So I really appreciate you. Yeah. Um, she's on the West Coast. Nancy's on the West Coast. I'm here on the East Coast, but we made it work. So yes. I just really want to give you another accolade for taking the time out to spend here with me and our Gem Revealed listeners. Lots of wisdom, so much to really think about, to glean from, and I just so appreciate you. And I look forward to our continual journey of really being our best self. So thanks so much, Nancy, and I hope you have a yes, great day. thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, have a great day, everyone. You too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.